Good evening, everybody. This is Mike Lush, your host of Four Guys Talking Football. And tonight it's Four Guys Plus One as we welcome in Frank Vashner joining us again tonight. And tonight this is our podcast, and it's going to be kind of a free-for-all. We're going to talk a little high school football. Uh, and we're going to talk some Michigan football, some Michigan State football. And as usual, sitting around the conference table here with me is Jeff Grodi, the voice of Monroe County Sports, the founder Chris Schultz, the founder of Friday Night Victors, Triple G, Gary, the Gridiron, gridiron Guru. Gridiron, gridiron, I'm sorry, gridiron. man, I had it. it hung me up. And then Frank Vashner. So, guys, let's talk a little bit of high school football. And I know we've just been talking high school football for the last 20 minutes when we realized, wow, we should really put this. Yeah, we were going podcast. at it pretty so, hard, and, uh, and I so where we started, and Chris brought it up. But what what is the toughest high school division? Um, in, Michi- in Michigan um, as far as potential uh, champions. And Gary went with Division Six. Oh, well, you thought it was the most six. wide open. I thought it had the, the most parity. Not the best teams. Um, there's top-heavy divisions. Um, but I think Division Six has the most parity. I think I, I literally can name ten teams that, could, that have a very legitimate shot to win it all. Five are on one side, five are on the other, and I'm not even counting Ithaca. I'm not counting Blissfield. All right, teams that have that are quality. Um, I just think there's 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 so many teams on on SMCC's bracket on the 32 team side. You have SMCC who has a legitimate shot. Warren Michigan Collegiate who has a legitimate shot. Who's who Central would face in game two? Montrose who they face in game three? Uh, Hillsdale. And who else is on the side? Did you say Hillsdale? Constantine, yeah, nine and oh, yeah, nine and oh, Hillsdale, sure. Hillsdale, okay. nine and oh, Hillsdale. Have Dropping a shot. down from D five and then D six. They have a shot to represent that side of the bracket. Absolutely, they, they certainly do. And Constantine, that's five. You go on the other side. You got Maple City, Glen Lake, Ravenna. What about Montague? Uh, Mike's favorite team, Ithaca, Boise State, Ithaca, Ithaca. Yeah, I wouldn't even put them in the top ten. I'd probably put them at like eleven, yeah. twelve. They're not as strong this year. I'm with you on Ithaca as you as you talk about Ithaca. I'm with you on Hillsdale. I don't think they're a top ten team after seeing them play Dundee on Friday. They just didn't look you that good to me. You talking about Hillsdale? I mean, yeah, Hillsdale. Sorry. Well, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know what you were watching, but they beat they beat Dundee pretty easily. I Dundee only dressed eighteen kids. Well, they had more than that. But, but Gary, you've seen um, you've seen every Central game this year. Yes. So as you watched Hillsdale play, did in your mind as you watched them play, did you say, what did you think? What did you think? SMCC is not going to blow out any team that's really good. That's good. They're not going to blow. Their style play isn't going to allow for it. Um, it, another full house T team as, as Hillsdale is, it's going to go down to the last possession. I, I really do think. Do I think it's going to be thirty to ten? Heck no! It's going to go down to the last possession. A lot of these games will that they play. Maybe not week one. Maybe I'm hoping, but I think the rest of these weeks, it's tough. You're talking about Warren, Michigan. You're talking about Montrose. Well, you're talking about Hillsdale. And on the other side, all these, all these great teams. Monotony. Well, let's Muskegon go back to Hillsdale though. Hillsdale, if they were in the uh, Huron League, they've lost three games. They they'd be they'd be six and three right now. Who do they, they, they lose to? They, yeah, they, no, they, they, they lose to Milan, they lose to Central, and they lose to Jefferson. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding there. Riverview. Riverview. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. Okay. So uh, Gary maybe, thinks maybe even six. Huron. Maybe even Huron. I mean, uh, it, they throw the ball, and uh, a couple of the plays Dundee. Dundee threw the ball through right down the field. All right, so you're saying 
We're all saying, some of you are saying SMCC is definitely one of the favorites. Well, SMCC lost to Milan. SMCC can't. It was a close game. SMCC can't beat themselves. No. And Riverview, I think they beat Riverview pretty, pretty, pretty good. And I don't, I don't think Riverview would beat Hillsdale, but okay. Um, but, you know, I don't see a big difference there. They, they would have both lost to Milan. Yeah, I don't know. Hillsdale's a good team. I think they're in, really good. In fairness to Hillsdale, and I'm I'm not sold on them. They're they're a DC D six team. I mean, CC plays in the Huron League, but they have you know maybe some advantages as a as a Catholic school, and uh, in, in as far as the type of kids they get and, and the things they can do compared to what maybe a public school could do. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to compare Hillsdale to the the Huron League in general. Uh, I mean, D6 is tough. Do I think 10 teams can win it? No, probably not. I would I would lean more towards Division III. Uh, now, most people would say, well, that's Muskegon's going to win it, right? Everybody, not so everybody, fast, everybody, everybody, Yeah, everybody said that, you know, last year that they were going to win Division II, and, and they didn't because they lost to Martin Luther King. But if you look at some of the teams in here, you look at River Rouge, you look at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, Birmingham Brother Rice, you throw in an undefeated Chelsea team. You throw in undefeated Edwardsburg, who won Division Four last year. Uh, I believe Byron Center is in there, okay. right? They're yeah. undefeated. Yeah. You know, uh, you got the Zeeland East and Zeeland West out there. Uh, Going to be in, in Muskegon's, I guess, region or district. And then, you know, you throw in someone like Cedar Springs and Mason, who's undefeated. That's a, that's a tough That's a road. tough division, too. That's yeah, a yeah. tough division. Now, you know, Muskegon's got players who are, you know, going to a few different Division One schools, and they've got that great tradition there. But as Frank would say, it's kind of a murderer's row. If yeah, you, if, you, if you ask anybody who's going to win Division Three, you're going to get one answer. If you ask anybody who's going to win Division Six, you're going to get five different answers from ten different people. So that's, that's what that's you're my saying. Point. That's more my wide point. open. Well, highly wide open. Well, I've talked with uh, the coaching staff at Dundee. I asked their opinion on last night. They think Division Seven is the murderer's row because you've got Jackson Lumen Christie dropped down there. You've got Paloma Westphalia, New Lothrop, the defending champions. Clinton, I think, is going to be a tough out as well. You can stop there. You can stop after those three teams because <laughs> those are the only three teams that are going to win it. Yeah, it's, it's, I agree. It's, it's top-heavy, but those three teams are going to go – and you know what? We're going to see – I, I see Jackson Lumen Christie winning at all those. We're going to see Paloma and New Lothrop in the regional and Jackson Lumen Christie. We're going to see them play Clinton. So it's going to be yeah. two versus three early and one versus four early mm-hmm. uh, in my rankings anyway in Division Seven. So uh, it's top-heavy. Um, but those three teams are really, really good. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit about Division One. We were talking earlier about as far as now. You don't think that's going to be as wide open as six, but there are still five, yeah, yeah, four, the, five, the six teams pretty wide I think open. It's, com- it's completely wide it's open. open. When yeah. you look at teams like you know a traditional power like Rockford, who's eight and one, West Bloomfield, who's who's eight and one, Plymouth, who's eight and one. They lost to Belleville last week in a crossover. You go into Region 2, I guess, I don't know, one of the districts. You got Woodhaven is undefeated. Belleville's playing Celine. Belleville's yeah, undefeated. Celine is 8-1. and one. You know, you've got uh, Lake Orion that was 8-1. and one. Monroe yeah. knows a little bit about them and how good they were. You get into the defending champs, right? Chippewa, Chippewa Valley, Valley, who was 9-0. and oh. uh, They open with, with Macomb, Dakota. I believe mm-hmm. that is right. what is going on in that <clears> game. And then you, you throw in a team like Dearborn Fortson, who had Belleville on the ropes, and it took an amazing catch by a Belleville receiver to win that game. Uh, 
There's just a lot. That's of pretty wide open. It is. It's pretty wide. There's seven, eight teams yeah, there. Yeah, yeah I mean, you even throw in teams like Utica Eisenhower and Rochester Adams, Romeo. I mean, some traditional powers from the east side. One know. is wide open. Yeah. 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 So, no doubt about it. All right. Jeff, you got anything else? I got absolutely nothing. <laughs> Go Bears. Go Bears. All right. Well, let's switch, let's switch uh, streams here, and let's talk a little college football. Okay. Um, we can start with Michigan State, or we can start with Michigan. Chris, you're ch- you're Let's go Michigan well, State. What do you got to say about those guys? Well, I we could start absolutely with nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> clean house. Yeah. Well, you're saying clean house. What do you mean by that? You need. To, I, it's time for D'Antonio to go. He's let. He's burned down what he's built. After the playoff loss to Alabama, doesn't make any changes. After the three and nine debacle in 2016, doesn't make any changes. Offense still sucked in 17. No changes. 18. Offense still couldn't score. I'm just going to reshuffle my deck furniture and have different guys in different spots, but they're all going to still have jobs. So you're going to say, you say fire D'Antonio is what you're saying. Or ask him to leave at the end of the year. He's due a $4.3 million bonus January 10th. I am aware of that. He ain't leaving. Well, what here's what the if thing. they cut him loose before then? Well, he, he doesn't get, get it. But here's okay. the thing. They're not going to fire the all-time winningest coach in Michigan State history, right? Uh, it was said on the TV the other day that he's a surefire Hall of Famer, college yeah. Hall of Famer. He's going to have a statue. They're not going to fire him. Well, right? it won't be what announced as a firing, but I can see a scenario where they say, hey, Mark, thank you for everything. Well, retire. We're going to make it sound like you retired. But even though you're not gonna have your job here, well, Chris, go build and, a and I, and and I, I would like, I would like to see him retire because I'd like to see some people come in. Whether it was Pat Narduzzi or a buddy of mine suggested that you go right into to Kansas and you go get, uh, oh, what's the clown, the Michigan guy? Les Miles. Les no, Miles. no, no, no. The guy in. I would like is Matt Campbell from okay. Iowa, Iowa State. State, formerly from Toledo. Yes. Oh, okay, so yep. we want to bring a Toledo guy in. Okay. So what do you, as a fan, Marcus, what do you think? And now I'm asking you as a fan. I would say this. Here's here's where it went wrong, and I don't think it had anything to do with the offense. Uh, that loss to Alabama, Michigan State showed that year that they they deserved to be in the playoff. The problem was he realized after getting beat by Alabama that I've got to do something to chase those teams, and he went out and hired Curtis Blackwell. Now, I'm not going to scapegoat Curtis Blackwell, but they decided they were going to have to take some chances on a few questionable characters to try and up the talent. Because let's face it, a Michigan State doesn't get the talent that those other schools do. So when he went that route, it kind of blew up in his face. And I, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to say he lost some integrity there, but I think he made some poor decisions in the name of trying to win a national championship. And as a Michigan State fan, I don't, I don't think you ever win a, a national championship in football. You don't get those type of players. So you look at the three games they've lost. They haven't won, right? They oafed in October. They lost to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. who was number eight, I believe. They lost to Penn State, who was number six. And they lost to number four, Ohio State. They don't have the talent to match those teams, period. They don't get the recruits. They get out-recruited by all three of those schools, including Wisconsin. But you come so, into the year, though, you're here with... Michigan's, Michigan State's going to have a historic defense. Well, and, it's defense, and it's not. But here's the thing. I think it's a very good defense. The problem is, is they're on the field all the time. 
Yeah. Now, I do right. think one of the things that happen is in a guy that they miss, I was thinking about this in the car on the way over, they miss a guy like Kari Willis. Mm -hmm. He was a good, solid, all Big Ten football player, but even more than that, he was a character guy. Mm -hmm. And when you lose a good character guy like that, uh, it takes away from a team maybe a little bit more than you realize. And um, well, I agree with you, Chris. I think some of the issue isn't just D'Antonio's refusal to adjust or make change. I think a lot of it is in that locker room. And if you I start, think they've got something going on. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if you start recruiting, like you said, you know, some questionable personalities, and you put them in a locker room that isn't used to having them there, I mean, that's not their culture. And in a sense, what you're saying is, well, we're going to try to change the culture, but not necessarily in a good way. And I think it plays out on the field. I can see, you know, offensively, they're dreadful. Yeah, and I don't think they have any bad bad characters in that locker room right now, but I think it's just kind of what has happened is they've had so many defections because of those type of guys being let go. You just don't have much there. Like, they don't have a speed receiver. Now, if they get Naylor back, who's been hurt all year, he's a sophomore. He's out for the year. When was that announced? It was announced after, I think it was week two they, or three, they announced he was done for the year. See, I heard he was coming back after the bye week next week. Oh, so that, if they get Naylor, if they get Naylor back, he's a completely different player because he's a speed guy. Frank, I'm going to put you on that. I want you to find out and get us a definitive answer All right, by I'll the end of this podcast. <laughs> All right. So, any more thoughts on Michigan State? No. Let's switch over to the Evil Empire. Let's let's talk about Michigan Alabama. football here. We're going to which, by the, which, by we'll the way, I was in so, attendance for that. Uh, so you were there, Frank? Yeah, where they opened up the proverbial can. So let me ask this question. And then you guys can all chime in. Who at this table, with a show of hands, of course no one's going to see us, but who could have predicted that happening? Uh, well, I would, I would say, not the blowout, but I think it was a sucker's bet. Michigan was going to win that game. Yeah. The home team's so won the last eight games, win. right, in right. that series? Yes. Yeah, I think Michigan was going to win that game coming in. I didn't think there was any doubt. So, But the blowout. But the blowout surprised That really surprised me. If Michigan won, I predicted the blowout. If it was a close game, Notre Dame wins in a close game. Okay. It was either or. Because I didn't see that coming. I was happy as a longtime fan. You know, I was happy to see that. It made me feel good about myself finally as far as Michigan football. But I didn't see the blowout. So the real question is where do you guys see Michigan going from here with the games that they have left? They have four games left. They have uh, Maryland. They got a bye week. Well, they they, have they've played Michigan State, Indiana. They, they probably played six and a half really, really good quarters of football in a row. Yeah. And you, you couldn't say they put two quarters together in a row. Before that. Before the sure. maybe into the second quarter against Penn State. Yeah. They played really good against Penn State after they got down, and it was just too much to overcome. And then, well, how much of that was Penn State taking the foot off the gas? And I was ready bit. for Chris to say that because but here's I, but that's thing. what he always says anytime. But here's the, no, but okay, here's so the thing. Here, it's hard to coach with question. a lead. Let me ask you a question. It's hard to coach with a, a big lead like that because you're like, oh, my gosh, this should be a good game or a, a closer game. I'm up 21 nothing here. Do I keep the foot on the gas? Do I throw an interception let them back in the game? Or do I try and milk the clock? Okay. And that is what Penn State did. Sure. Did you look at the, did you look at the ratio pass to run second half for Penn State? You tell me. You obviously did, Gary. Okay. Go right ahead. All right. Well, it was the opposite of what you're saying. Penn State did not let off the gas. Michigan was the better team. In the in second, second half. half, they were oh. the better football well, team. I don't think anyone's doubting that. Yeah. yeah. Well, but they took off the gas, allowed them to get in the game. How many of those passes were gone? You lose momentum as well. Yeah, you lose momentum. It's just, it's just tough to coach 
from a big lead like that. It just is. I mean, you look at the Wisconsin-Michigan game. It was 35 to nothing. Wisconsin took their foot off the gas. Michigan goes Indiana this week? No. no they, at Maryland. This at, Maryland, Maryland this at Maryland. So Go here, Maryland. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Jeff. No, I, I I thought if they went to Indiana, it'd be a very close game. But since they're going to Maryland, Maryland's a pretty good team. That could be a close game as well. So I mean, here's I here's the thing that after I think, a big win, well, Penn State let off the gas and allowed Michigan to come back. But it gave because Michigan Michigan's confidence. not that good. And then, but Michigan went out and beat Notre Dame yeah. by. Uh, I don't think anyone said Michigan's not that high. good. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. So I mean, you have Maryland left. You have Indiana left, not necessarily in that order. In Michigan State, yeah, Michigan State, and Ohio, and Ohio State. State. But I think here's what I, here's my opinion. So as I'm watching the, the game, my thought process changed from we're going to get beat by 60 by Ohio State when they come to Ann Arbor, and now I think Michigan's going to play well enough that. It's not going to be embarrassing, if that makes any sense. Michigan beats Ohio State. See, I know. In Jeff the big house. In the big house. Now, is it a possibility? Yeah, we've seen weirder things happen. Well, yeah, the 1969 team so. when Ohio State sure. came in. Compared to the Minnesota Vikings of professional football. Why Michigan do you think them? Michigan would beat Ohio State? What about what you saw the other night makes you think they can beat Ohio State? Nothing. I'm just I saying saw, because Shea okay. Patterson was okay. Yeah, I mean he wasn't he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great either. I saw right. I saw the offensive person. line was very very yeah. good, but do you see them doing that to Ohio State? No, because Ohio State right. is in a different planet than Notre Dame. Hard to play on the road though in the Big Ten. It is. Big House is a tough place to play. Yeah. If they come in, if Ohio State comes in overconfident, Michigan's playing. That's Wisconsin about that. Can't play in the way. I don't you. see it happening. I would love to see it happen, but I don't see it happen. I just back to my original thought. I think they're going to play. Ohio State's going to know they're in a football they're gonna game. They're going to be competitive. Yes, it's going to be a close game. game. We thought it'd be a thirty-five point yes. blowout. You think they could keep it within? But Michigan oh, okay. wins. Girl, that's going with Michigan wins. All right. So, oh, Frank, final thoughts. Well, being that it's uh, high school playoffs going on this weekend, what? What first-round game are you guys most excited for? What do you think is going to be the best one? St. Mary Catholic Center and Clintondale. I second that. <laughs> Chris? Oh, hi, Adam. <laughs> Coach Kip is in the building. Coach <laughs> Adam Kip is in the building. Gary? I haven't even looked at enough first-round matches. Well, I mean, the reason I'm going down the Riverview Carlson because I think that's going to be a great game. Cover. I think it'll be I'm looking forward to seeing that game. I think so we got Riverview Carlson for you, Chris, oh, probably the Gary? Most It'll probably be over in 57 minutes or something like that. Right. That's an even matchup, even as they as, the, as you can get Do it. Do you have an answer for us? What? Which, what's going to be your game? Which game are you most oh, interested in? Carlson or Riverview. That's a rather okay. even matchup. I picked Carlson. Right. To Airport Milan may be a good All one, right. too. Yeah. I got to go I gotta go with Riverview and Carlson. Sure. T versus T. Okay. Teams are pretty evenly matched, and right. game on. Even though I'll be at a Dearborn Heights Rope shot and Dundee plays there. Okay. And I would say Dundee well, has good luck a Vikings. shot. Well, all right. Um, I already said central game. So I saw a coach walk in. And I said, well, I got to go. It was central. So I was just um, asking you to take us an eye. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Here we go. So on that note, this wraps up the podcast. Four guys talking football. Uh, good luck to all the teams, that uh, high school teams we talked about. And uh, go blue. We'll see you next week. <laughs>